Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nonsense Review. I am your host as always, Devon, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Happy New Year, everybody! Oh yes, it is the New Year. Happy New Year to you all. Today we are doing episode 45, the very first episode of a brand new show known only as the Book of Boba. We are both very excited, but before we get into that, we've got a bit of housework to do. Yes, yes, yes. First things first. It's a new year, it's a new show, is what I'd like to say, but it might not be. Rick and I have been discussing things, things that have been in the works since way before Christmas, and we're finally starting to put in motion the the changes. Granted, this won't actually affect the nonsense review, as it were, but it will affect other things that we're producing. So I'm going to hand over to Rick to give a little bit of an explanation as to what's happening to his baby. Okay, so the nonsense retrospective is transitioning to a live format. The primary format is going to now be the YouTube streams, which will be automatically created, uh, transferred into VODs, and that will be available forevermore on the channel. The other thing we're doing is we're dipping our toe into game streaming. From now on, we're going to be trying to do that every week. Yes, in fact, the first episode of our live stream will be later on today. We're thinking about starting at about 7 o'clock, but that is subject to change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was something that we had a lot of fun recording the first episode of, and I'm excited to continue with it. And the, the nonsense review proper will remain unaffected. Yeah, that's basically the long and short of the homework. I don't think we've forgotten anything, but oh well. So yes, for those of you unfamiliar with the podcast, I should probably let you know what we do before we actually react and review the thing we set out to, well, react and review. Uh, we like to discuss each other's weeks and the goings on in the wild, wild, world. But before we do that even, I should probably ask a question. Rick, how was your Christmas? It was pretty good. So we had a very non-stressful Christmas in that nobody came round, so we didn't have to host anybody, so we could just do our own thing. And in doing our own thing, I got to experiment. I got to make my very own custom original recipe of a pork sausage meat smash burger, which went really good in the turkey gestalt alongside the pigs in blankets, which we both said was our favourite Christmas food. So that was pretty much it. How about you? How was your Christmas? Yeah, it was fine. But yes, that was the long and short of our Christmases. Now, let's get on to the normal bread and butter of the podcast. And Rick, how's your week been, buddy? Well, there's a couple of weeks, because as everyone knows who's a regular, we had a week off for Christmas. And as we just described that, there is one more thing that happened to me before that, and that was, I talked about how I had paramedics out, right? Mm -hmm. Well, a week after that, I went, I had to go to hospital, and that was fun. And it was so much fun, I had to stay for my birthday, which is even more fun. I was livid. But after that, that's pretty much me. One thing that's in between me and the wide world is something that we tried to do for the Nonsense Review during October, which was The Ghost of Molly McGee, and it's now available on Disney Plus in the UK for anybody who wants to check it out, and I'm pretty sure I will, because it looks cool. <laughs> I uh, I hate to constantly nag on you about it, but it's and. I'm pretty sure I said it! You, you, you always say of, my dude. Alright, play it back, but yeah, okay. And the other thing that has happened out in the wide world... Do you know what? Which... The beauty of this is I'm editing, so if, yeah, you you did, if you did actually say and, I'm just gonna cut out me correcting you. <laughs> yeah, you prick. <laughs> so the other thing that's happened out in the wide world, Hades is no stranger to awards, but it has now the honour of being the first video game to be awarded a Hugo Award for science fiction and fantasy writing, which I think is pretty damn cool. It's really cool because I think, and I, I'm sure a lot of people who are a fan of video games in general will champion the exact same cause I'm about to voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Video games are art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be a category for video games in most art-based competitions, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's storytelling, and it just so happens that there is an interactive element. That's no different to going to a, an art gallery and choosing not to go to a different part of it, because, I don't know, your feet were tired and you didn't get to see that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, here's the problem, right? The average person... Like, it's really easy to forget, because video games are quite popular nowadays, but they're not so popular that every fucker knows about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's easy to forget that a lot of people just when they think of video games they think of oh the Call of Duty oh the shoot bangs oh the arcades they were noisy yeah 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 you either get the shoot bang side or you get Tetris and and Pac-Man yeah which um, admittedly aren't really artistic but you know they've got them they've got merits for different reasons like gameplay is you know is its own category in most awards for a fucking reason yeah yeah sometimes the nostalgia is good enough to be a building block for something so Wreck-It Ralph 1 was built on a lot of nostalgia and that was just a guard that they planted the seeds of the actual story in. I, I never actually touched Wreck-It Ralph, although I assume it was better than that fucking pixel film with Adam Sandler. I mean, you're limboing under a bar that no one can even see because it's so low. <laughs> I've only seen one thing from that Adam Sandler film, and that is they got the creator of Pac-Man to comfort a wounded Pac-Man, and then Pac-Man ate him. <laughs> That's the only clip I've seen. I've got no context for it. It might not even be the guy who actually created Pac-Man and they're just saying it is because I don't know what that fucker looks like. Yeah, yeah. That is actually kind of a funny gag. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like, oh, my creation, you were not meant for war or some shit. I don't know. It's been a while and, you know, it stuck with me, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was a good clip. That would have been slightly better if it was Shiggy and Yoshi. I don't think they could afford that. No, they can't afford Shiggy. I also don't think that they'd lower themselves to that level. No. <laughs> Whereas Bandai's... Oh, is it Bandai? Namco. Yeah, because Namco Bandai now. Uh, I've always been whores. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have. <laughs> but yeah, that's enough about me, mine, and my goings-on. How was your week, or indeed Fortnite? I've got a lot to talk about, so I'll try to get through it as quick as possible. I can only apologise. I'm buckled in mentally. First things first, I watched The Witcher 2. Okay. That show's good. Yeah. We have a mutual friend who has read the books and knows a lot more about Witcher than I do. Mm-hmm. He also thought it was good, but he did the he did the thing I used to do with Game of Thrones in the later seasons, and that was, well, why the fuck did they change this? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big problem when you've got some kind of fiction that's been adapted for a different audience and a different format. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's one of those where I gave Game of Thrones so much leeway for the first five seasons, which is more leeway than it deserved, because, like, the end of uh, season four, started fucking a few things up and I was like okay fine whatever they've got to change things for TV and in season 5 they had no excuse to do the baffling decisions that they made yeah it was starting to go off the rails but at least the rails were still there until they weren't it's one of those I I could bitch about it for hours but I won't the actual end of Witcher season 2 blew my fucking mind because again I've not touched the games I've not read the books I know fuck all which means the fucking stinger fucking got me I screamed at my TV like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't see it coming and that's fucking great I've not watched it so it will be a surprise to me but yes in other media news Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I obviously finished Hawkeye yeah you're on season uh, episode 3 right yes we are literally at the halfway point we thought okay it's going to be in poor taste to start watching episodes without my mum because she'd fallen asleep due to being ill yeah that's unfortunate yeah I'll just say this it's good it's very good I hope you I hope you are I I I can't say it I can't say it so we'll move on (laughs) 
Okay, okay, okay. We're going to move on to... I may have done this or mentioned it on the podcast before. One of my favourite things is watching old rock bands and heavy metal bands on top of the pops. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of this, and I'm pretty sure most people probably are aware of it. Uh, The BBC back in the day didn't let people play their instruments on top of the pops because they didn't trust them to be able to do it well enough. So they all had to mime, and they also wanted the singers to lip sing. And bands didn't... Proper bands, that is. Didn't really like this very much. Yeah, I can see why. A lot of them would do the old chewing gum while singing, not giving a fuck. But if you want to see one of the best ones of all time, look up Nirvana's Smell, Smells Like Teen Spirits on top of the pops because they're miming their instruments, but they gave Kurt Cobain a live mic and he sings it in the worst possible way ever. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think I've seen this actually. Yeah, it's it's, it's like meme-worthy and how bad it is. <laughs> Dude, he knew what he was fucking doing and he was a pro at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think Iron Maiden might also be up there for one of my favourites. I don't think it was Top of the Pops. I think it was for a different show where they're all just... They were fucking switching instruments while the song was playing because they were just like, we, we're not playing this live and you guys need to know we're not playing it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking great. It's a good way to spend a fucking afternoon, let me tell you. Same format, different channel, but yeah, same idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you familiar with the band Muse? Vaguely, yes. Is, although the time is running out, guys. I fucking don't know most of their discography, if I'm honest, dude. Okay. Matt Bellamy's <laughs> the lead singer. Mm. They did Plug In Baby. Okay. They were on an Italian TV show, and they got asked to play one of their songs as part of the promotion that they were doing, and they were told they can't do it live. So I went, okay. So they all just switched instruments. <laughs> they, they all just were playing the wrong fit. The lead singer was on the drums, the guitarist was pretending to sing. It was fucking stupid and great. At one point, the fucking person pretended to drum just tossed his sticks in the air and then didn't catch them. <laughs> It's fucking dumb shit, man. (laughs) All right, shall we move on to the wide, wide world? Yeah, wide, wide world. This happened two days ago, and even though I'm not a fan of the sport or the video games that came from the sport, I think it's worth mentioning. Oh, is it John Madden? Yeah, John Madden's passed away. Yeah, he has. So Madden is about as iconic in American video games as FIFA is in the UK. It's the series for the national sport in video game format. So even as a non-American, I know about Madden. Yeah, it's one of those, again, I couldn't give less of a shit about the sport. It's not my thing. Sport's not my thing in general. I'm English. I'm not going to take an interest in American football. Sorry for any Americans listening. Yeah, it's one of those. If I lived in America, I could see myself enjoying American football. I don't know who I would support. Probably the local team of where I live, but without even that to support it in terms of, you know, a, a personal interest. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never watched a full game. I don't want to dwell too much on it because legitimately I don't know much about the guy, but from a video game perspective, you can't say that he isn't influential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a weird trend on the youth YouTube. The youth tube, if you will. Yeah, I found a new subreddit that I enjoy called Hello Fellow Kids. Okay. <laughs> it's out of touch older people trying to appeal to younger audiences. Like the, oh, I did a dab. Is this a dab? Yeet. It's, it's better than that. It's like corporate marketing. Okay. <laughs> but like they're trying to do it in meme form because that's what the kids like. The kids like the memes, right? Yeah. Yeet your old provider and jump on this one. I hate it, but I love to hate it. <laughs> It's easy to love to hate something when you're not from the country that's being targeted by it. But yeah, apparently YouTubers have quite a success with this thing because there's loads of videos based on it and a lot of them have millions of fucking views. Mm. Rick, have you heard of Cursed Luca? 
Curse Luca? No, I haven't. Apparently, I've not clicked on any of the videos because I refuse to give them views. But they're like 10 minute, 11 minute long fucking videos. And the titles are stuff like Curse Luca at 3am. Do not attempt. Okay. Are these, these, these haunting things or something? I don't know. I refuse to click them because they're not allowed. They're not worthy of the click. Sure. It's, it's <laughs> clickbait, but aimed at children, which makes it somehow worse in my opinion. Man, the worst thing about that is that like 10 minutes is like the optimal monetization length. Like if you go longer than that, You've created too much content for that video. You could have saved one minute of that. <laughs> All of them hover around the 10, 11 minute mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, fair enough, man. And million, like, some of them have multi, multi million views. Mm. It's not mind blowing. Kids are stupid. But <laughs> can you tell who we're not aimed at? <laughs> That's pretty much it. I just thought I'd bring it to people's attentions because I thought it was weird. Moving on. Rick, it happens every year. Oh, yeah? What's your opinion on gingerbread people? If you make a gingerbread person, then if you want to differentiate the gender, then you should differentiate the gender in the form of gingerbread. I don't like gingerbread people, but if I'm going to eat one, it better have a willy. (laughs) That's all I hear when people complain about this shit. Yeah, yeah. My ex used to make biscuits shaped like knobs just so that... (laughs) (laughs) Just so her stepdad wouldn't eat them all. (laughs) That's a fucking new level of, I can't make people think I'm gay. I'm not eating this biscuit. It's shaped like a cock. She called them cockies. (laughs) Don't do that when I'm taking a drink. (laughs) Right, can we talk about one final thing? Yes, let's shall. This one makes my skin fucking cruel. Okay. Prince Andrew. Uh, yeah, because Ghislaine Maxwell has now been properly convicted and is now allegedly going away for the rest of her days. Oh, there there was literally a radio show before we started doing the podcast saying, uh, interviewing her, her lawyer and saying how, oh, we're already in the process of attempting to overturn the ruling. But that's not what this is about. Okay. We're focusing on Prince fucking Andrew, the person who is clearly fucking innocent. So innocent, in fact, that his latest scheme is to get his accuser deported to the States so that she can no longer accuse him. Mm. That's the actions of a guilt-free man. Yeah, yeah. I ain't being funny. If your defence relies on getting someone fucking sent back to their own country so they can no longer complain about you raping them. Yeah. That person might not be innocent. That's all I'm saying. Maybe not, maybe not. And I hear a door fucking being knocked and, oh, there's the Queen's Corgis. Oh, I'm being taken away. I thought you were talking about an actual door knock in your house. Nah, I'm sorry. I was trying to make a, <laughs> I was trying to make a joke because, you know, <laughs> I fucking hate the royal family for defending that fucking scumbag. I apologise for laughing at something, you know, that's quite heavy. But yeah, it's, it's not at the thing that's heavy. It's at the misunderstanding that I brought up myself. Yeah, the Queen's Corgis, they're fucking ruthless. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that dour note, because I don't really want to think about the piece of shit for longer than I have to, Rick, what are we doing today? We are doing the spin-off to The Mandalorian. The one that we thought was going to be The Mandalorian Season 3, but that's something else as well. We're doing The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 1, Chapter 1. 3, 2, 1, and go. In case it weren't obvious, it's on Disney+. Plus. Yep. <laughs> oh no, there's a problem. Hang on a second. Do you need me to restart? No, 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 it's fine. There we go. I had to swap the fucking speaker to go to the thing in my microphone because it was just playing out my laptop. So if you heard a double audio of the uh, Disney Plus theme there, that was my fault. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, Star Wars. Little lithograph of stairways. (laughs) That just sounds like you're saying stairway, but northern. (laughs) Oh, stairways to heaven. Talk about Star Wars. Can I just say I get such nostalgia buzz giddiness from seeing Jabba's Palace? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing, like, 
We saw a lot of Jabba's palace at the beginning of Return of the Jedi when it was really slow and atmospheric, and you just saw Luke casually strolling through as if he owned the place, because he basically did at that point. I mean, he knew he had nothing to fear. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's in a back-to-tank by the looks of things. Yeah, I think this is a callback to when Luke was in a back-to-tank as well. Fair enough. A little bit, at least. Because I think Luke's the only one we've actually oh, seen. Oh, we're getting a Camino flashback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it lasted for two seconds. Oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no, the head's going to fall out. Oh, no, the head already fell out. Yeah, no, the, the head got... Yeah, no, that would be grim. <laughs> yeah, the head fell out in the same swipe, and we saw the shadow. Apparently, in the original books, the... Oh, oh, sorry, the books that got made into the screenplay, Back to Tanks were meant to be... Oh, shit, that's him in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, this is how he gets out. Now, does he do what he does in the books and just set off, like, seven thermal detonators and just put his jetpack on overdrive? I mean, we know, um... Oh, that's grim. We know, uh, is it Filoni or is it just Favreau for this one? I don't know. It might be a combination of both again, like Mandalorian, but, like, uh, Filoni knows what he's doing. He will not, if there's a source material he can take from, he'll probably use it. Hmm. Oh, so he's drinking from the oxygen tank of the Stormtrooper, who's being partially digested. Makes sense, makes sense. I don't think there were even Storm... Oh, there we are, there's the... Oh, okay, okay, he's... He's going to make himself fucking regurgitate him. Yeah, it seems like he's fueled the flamethrower with that as well. Man too angry to die. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. If we're um, if we're going to see something, we're probably going to see how he loses his armor because what's his face ended up getting it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how we've got this uh, champion heroic music playing, even though at this point Boba Fett is 100% villain. Oh, he's totally a villain. He's, he's, an, he's an unemployed villain right now, because his boss just died. <laughs> and he got et by its pet. Uh, no, I don't want to fucking shit on the character too much, but Han Solo wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, No. Han Solo's way of of uh, getting out of the Sarlacc is not being kicked into it in the first place. Yeah. Oh, Jawas do it. Okay. Yeah, you see, someone actually theorised that it was Jawas that took his gear and all that shit. Just roll him over and leave him bollocko. It's easy to forget that Jawas are actually horrible creatures. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Little rat-like things but apparently speak predominantly in pheromones. Gross. <laughs> well, like, to them, it's a really efficient way of saying something. Yeah, they're, they're fucking... What you're saying is they're basically the fucking Javix of Star Wars. Promethean. That's... Promethean? Yeah, uh, Prothean. Prothean. Fuck! I knew I was wrong, but I wasn't sure how much wrong. Prometheans are the really giant fucking dudes from... This... This makes sense. Because he, he fights like a Tusken Raider when he fucking goes melee in that one episode. Yeah, yeah, he, he picks up the... Uh, I was going to say the Gaddafi stick, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite right. <laughs> That's, uh... Is he still alive? Uh, probably not. This is a nice glimpse in that Tusken Raiders aren't complete savages. 
Oh, the scarring seems to actually be from um, exposure rather than the Sarlacc. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being sandswept. Uh. Here, eat this maggot. Oh, drink uh. of my maggot carrot. Oh, that's real gross, but effective. Yeah. It's like the smelling salt salts in maggot carrot form. Oh, gee, I really, I don't like to say the phrase maggot carrot. It's, it's real gross. <laughs> Man, that's some fucking Mongolian shit right there. Yeah. Get on your horse and drag your captive behind you. If they can't keep up, then you've got meat for tomorrow. It's not how that worked at all. No. <laughs> Mongols were many things. Cannibals, not really. No. Man, I think I brought this fact up before, but, like, Mongols literally lived off their fucking horses. Uh, there'd be times yeah, yeah, yeah. during forced marches where there wasn't enough food. So what they'd do is they'd um, they'd cut the horse in, like, not a main artery, but something that'll bleed pretty well. And they'd just drink bits of blood from it. While still being able to ride it. I mean, even, even today, there's a lot of cultures that will... Um... They'll bl- they'll bloodlet from cows and treat that as a new drink. Yeah, but in this day and age, you don't really need to do that. It's not a need; it's a cultural thing. Okay, but I think cultural things that just exist because cultures did them before we were born—it's it's ridiculous. Why bother? Like we suffered to doing this, so you fucking have to too. That's all culture is. Dude, I love the armored dog that we just saw in the background just then. It was for like a second too. Yeah. If we if we got any if we got any luck, it'll show up again because it looked neat, and it would be a shame if they made that costume for the armored dog just to only be seen for half a second. Oh, I would be so cool if the Iron Maiden song started playing right now. <laughs> Sorry. Or the Persona one, Rivers in the Desert. Well, the the title of the episode is Stranger in a Strange Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this Tuscan Raider kid here to make fun of you. That's a fucking cool costume. Hmm. It's a good thing it's the kids doing it, so it's not... It's annoying, but not damaging. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if they'd respect him more if he covered his face. Maybe. But he can't exactly, can he? Well, right now he can't. Okay, yeah, the boot to the face is not good. No matter who's doing it. No, no, no. Oh, there's another captive by the looks of things as well. Oh, Rodian, yeah. Well, okay, so he's obviously going to get killed horribly to show that Boba's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hello, literally unnamed NPC. You are a jobber. Oh, and here's a dog that's probably going to eat one of you. (laughs) They, they, They do a good job of having these creatures look so pathetically harmless. Not not the dog, the Rodian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks a bit like Birdo from Mario. Not quite pink enough, but yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you move, I get to eat you. Well, the ropes are already loose enough. It's sometimes really easy to forget that even without armor on, Boba Fett is a threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Boba Threat, if you will. Oh, boo. I'm booing you. <laughs> Come on. Fuck me, that is badass. Yeah, yeah. Choking out, choking out a crocodile. Oh. oh, he didn't kill it, so he's still good. Unless it is dead. It's hard to tell. I'd, I'd be surprised if a one blow to the head like that would kill it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like how he's asking and not just doing it. Well, he realizes it's the kid that came out, so he's not immediately killing him. It's it's so weird seeing Bo like Boba Fett is only merciless when he's being paid, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which I think this is going to end up being a turnaround and saving his life here, because we're we're focusing on this kid. Hmm. Mm. I'm just getting flashbacks to the moment with uh, I, I. This is another moment I bring up on the podcast often, of uh, of Bucky stopping himself from punching Peter Parker in the face as he realizes he's literally fighting a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's all it's also interesting to see Boba without his helmet on, just actually having emotions. Like you saw the conflict in his face when he was choosing whether or not to kill the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which normally you wouldn't even see when he had the mask on. Absolutely. Which is something that yeah, it's something we could relate to over the past year and a bit. <laughs> I've taken to giving thumbs up to people in the street when they've done something nice, like hold the door open for me or whatever, because smiling just doesn't come through a mask. Absolutely. I just want to point out right now, I love the fact that what we're about to see here is what happens when two warrior cultures meet. Yep. Trial by combat. Not even no one here is going to question this because, like it or not, Boba Fett and Jango Fett are Mandalorians. They know what fucking combat cultures be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we all know Tuscan Raiders like a fight. Tuscan Raiders, Tuscan Raiders, even. Mm hmm. And they like to fight. They like to raid. Yeah. Don't forget how Shmi died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're apparently got a um, a common ancestor with Jawas. Yeah, you told me this before, which is bizarre. Yeah. But Tatooine's been around for a long-ass fucking time. Yeah. Back to the point when it used to have water on it. Like, all of, all of the sands on Tatooine used to be seabed, apparently. Apparently. Apart from mountains, they used to be land. So basically, the opposite, the Wind Waker. <laughs> the Wind Waker? Yeah, the the Zelda game where everything's fucking wet. Okay, I've not played Zelda games. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. It was the first one I actually owned. Oh, I don't like that grainy effect. That was very weird. Ah, oh, yeah, Fennec Shand. Man, who thought this character was alive after she clearly died? <laughs> well, I mean... It's Star Wars, I know. Well, she she died, and then she got um, a hand given to her at the end of the episode in which she died, and then she didn't die. Yeah, but we didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, he's losing his scarring. Well, Bacta's good for that. No, I know, it's just, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently not good enough for Vader, but... Vader's a bit of a special case. 
Vader, don't forget, Vader got put together back wrong because Palpatine wanted him to always be angry. Yeah, always be angry and always be indebted. He gave him an outdated suit that was already obsolete, just so that he'd always have to rely on Palpatine and Palpatine's technology. Yeah. Oh, this is so cool, and all it is is a dude putting on a costume. <laughs> it's Iron Man with dramatic music. Oh. I've built this motherfucker's helmet out of Lego. Yeah, you did. Didn't you also build the um, the other Mando one and realize, oh, it's just the, literally the same helmet but in grey? No, the Mando one is a is a knockoff of Lego, and I was like, I'm not buying that because I I don't trust it to have all the pieces. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just a lot of nodding and random noises. <laughs> That's how Star Wars be sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I like how these dumb fucks don't even know what's being said. Wasn't that one of the torture droids? Maybe. Is that a Wookiee pelt? Looks like it. Does look like it. Oh, that's cool. So he's meant to be like a Far Eastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Treating Boba Fett as a daimyo. Fucking hell. That means warlord for anyone who's not unfamiliar. <laughs> That's a good line. It did sound like a threat, though, to me. May you never leave, Moss Esper. Yeah. Is that Rudy Harrison? It might be. No, no, it's not. It just sounded like him. It, it don't look like him. Even even if you take all the fucking shit off his face. Yep. <laughs> it wouldn't have made much sense because Rudy Harrison's in Star Wars already. Mm-hmm. You're not springing a tribute, and you're also not even got the courtesy to sharp yourself. Mm hmm. These are bad fucking. bad juju, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sets a poor precedent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, there is a good saying of don't shoot the messenger, though. So. There's a, there's a few things, isn't there? It's like, you don't want to kill a messenger because that's, that's also bad juju. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is an insult, if anything. Oh, you've got some fucking cojones, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the mayor thinks he's the new crime lord. <laughs> we don't we don't kill him, we just employ him. We need a protocol droid, but we'll settle for a protocol patsy. Assuming he knows um assuming he knows how to speak multiple language, because that's the whole reason to have a protocol droid, right? Usually, yeah, yeah, because um C3PO has six million forms of communication, and whenever it comes down to it, half the time you don't even know it because it's too primitive. Yeah. Although that said, C3PO <laughs> was pretty good. 
Even though he got programmed by Anakin who knows dick all, he still managed to com- communicate with Ewoks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I think he was probably upgraded and given the standard programming between memory wipes. Fair enough. Oh, they're a bit shit at their job then. Yeah, Space Orcs. I don't know, man. Punishing loyalty seems like a bad thing to do. There is strength in forgiveness. It's one of those things, right? If you can't um, offer... uh, Well, I think Boba's going to make the point, so I'm going to shut up. See, here's the thing. Uh, Literally what I was going to say. If you're not willing to accept people who give up, people aren't going to give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you turn every fight into a fight to the death, then people have got nothing to lose against you. It's one of the things, it's one of the core tenets of the art of fucking war. Mm. You always leave an avenue of escape, otherwise people fight fucking harder, because they're going to die anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, what's to stop you from, you know, just saying, I'm going to take you with me, you fuck? Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the huts are gastropods. Yeah, they're shit. <laughs> well, apparently there's a hut battle suit, which is just like... Shut up! Hey! Hey! hey. Got a... I know that dude! Yeah, is, is it Pondababa, I think? Yeah, he's elephant fella. Aren't they called the fucking Jizwicks or something? The Jizwhalers. Oh, it's so close! The Jizwhalers are the, the bald guys that do the cantina band thing. That's Captain Rex! I didn't see it! Fuck! I, I looked away for half a second! But not the actual Captain Rex, it's the shit one from the um, Disney ride. Oh. It's a robot. <laughs> Who the fuck is Gossip Whip? I don't know, but I think we're going to find out. Jesus Christ, I forgot the fucking dudes are meant to be hot as well. Yeah, it, it, it's nice to see a... Um... <laughs> Sorry, would you like your helmet serviced? <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to see a bit of equal opportunities uh, slave fan service. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I know I get on the case quite often, but I like warrior races that have guts, like the pigmen. Mm, mm. You know, that's kind of how some warriors actually do look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong, there's fucking muscle under that fat. <laughs> They're not just fat pieces of shit. Oh, you can tell there's muscle, you can see their arms. It's weird to see one of these uh, aliens in proper flesh colour. Yeah, 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 I get you. Because the other guy was almost flesh colour as well. Like, she's slightly orange, but that's close enough to how not some normal people look anyway, that, yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Boba's quite good at the uh, subtle threats, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, he, he did work for Jabba. He kind of knows how this shit goes down. It's, it's easy to smile when you've got a silver tongue in there. Oh, that's a good fucking expression, yeah. I was going to say she gave that up pretty easily, but 
she did previously work for Bib, so. <laughs> Does she mean the helmet or the coins? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she meant the coins, and that was the gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can see through the visors from this from this angle. Oh yeah. That's a hard transition to make. It's easy. It's easier to do it the opposite way around, where you go from a respectful ruler to one who rules through fear. That's an easy transition because it's like, oh fuck, we die if we lie. It's an easy transition to make for like a few years, and then you get overthrown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have never seen this tech before. Okay, no offense, Boba should be smarter than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, that reminds me of the um, Grievous bots, Grievous bodyguards. Yeah, the Magna Guard or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those enemies were annoying as shit to fight in Lego Star Wars. Let me tell you what. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Because they were basically <laughs> wielding lightsabers. It was fucking annoying as piss. Yeah, they were basically shit Darth Mauls. Hey, where are your orc... I was just about to say, where are the orc dudes? <laughs> I love the idea that a shitty piece of fucking metal is enough to deal with that electronic baton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I love... I also love the fact that simply having more even numbers is all it took for this fight to turn around. Yeah. We just saw a murder. And the guys with monodirectional shields pointing the other way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Boba Fett has already proven that his decision was a fucking great one. Yeah, yeah. That being said, if Boba was in this encounter on his own, I have no doubt he would have just jetpacked away. True. But if he does that with his, you know, teammates here, he abandons them. And that's not a good look. This is true. Although it does give them the option of whether they point the shields at the sky to protect from a rocket or at the other captive that they have. So if the pointer went the sky, then you could just grappling hook her and get her out. True, true. So if it weren't for the Gamorreans, <laughs> that's probably what he would have done. That dude got fucked! Yeah, he did. <laughs> he got burst into Lego bricks. Phoenix, like, oh, for fuck, you just made my job ten times harder. There was a Gamorrean in one of the books that got modified to have a bigger brain. That's a scary concept. Yeah, he, he was like a super orc. He needed a translator. It wasn't quite an entire droid. It was like a, a neck piece that would convert his grunts, which he was used to doing it really quietly so that the neck piece could do it over his voice. And at one point he just lost it, so he was just grunting at people and they just didn't know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> but he would also act as a tactical computer but a biological one, so he'd tell his entire squad, uh, recommend you fire now, recommend you juke left now. So is Rhinox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, apologies, I, uh, I went on a bit of a tangent, you were going to say something. Was I? I've forgotten already. I'll be honest with you, the scene that we've been witnessing, the chase scene has been pretty fucking epic. So I was... Yeah, the chase scene's been pretty good. It's, it's, uh, it's Fennec Shan versus Space Ninjas. Like, these guys look annoyingly like the fucking, uh, the f uh, is it the foot or the hand? 
from Marvel? Uh, I think it's the hand from Marvel, the foot is from Ninja Turtles. That's the problem, because they are actually the same thing. Yeah, they fucking are as well. <laughs> well, they are. The fucking uh, accident that birthed the Ninja Turtles is the same accident that blinded Matt Murdock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Oh, we're going to get more flashbacks. Ninjas of the appendage. Yeah, Ninjas of the appendage. <laughs> ninjas of the appendage. <laughs> so apparently going into Bacta is just something that causes you to have uncontrollably lucid dreams about your past. I wouldn't call him lucid, because lucid implies he has control. Okay. Vivid dreams, sorry. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I was not smart enough to think of the word you were looking for, so I just went, no, you're wrong. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're my pet now, because you didn't kill me. Is he tied to the Rodian still? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, the Rodian's coming along too. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he's got a chain. Ah, uh, yeah, dog in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. They don't quite trust the kid to be able to deal with this shit on his own. Mm-hmm. So this Rodian's either going to die, or he's going to survive, and we'll see him later, and he's another powerful crime boss, and they're going to have a hug and be friends. I really doubt that second one. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Plus, it's all it's after Return of the Jedi, so it's not Greedo after he's gone through some chameleon changes or anything. We know. Is that a thing Radions can do? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I think if you're born blue, you stay blue. RGB aliens. Tuscan child does something. I think it said grunts. Which, not a great fucking subtitle, really, because that's all Tusken Raiders do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grunt and roar. And then they do that... thing. Yeah, while well, they're hoisting the Gaddafi stick. Oh, I think this is going to be them seeing the Mandalorian with the armour. Not the Mandalorian, the fucking dude who took his armour. Oh, uh, yeah, the... um, Not quite a crime boss, but he's like the uh, the marshal, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already forgotten his actual name. <laughs> he didn't matter. <laughs> Protecting the town from the, um, what, these the mining collector. Yeah. Oh, this isn't even the town. Never mind. We'll probably see that at some point because we know he sees that encounter because he chases Mando. Mm-hmm. I know we know his real name, but I, it's so much quicker to just call him the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's quicker. To, it's even yeah, it's quicker to say Mando than Dinjarin because that's like one less syllable. And you don't have to remember it each time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not going to forget Boba fucking Fett. No. Oh, dig your own grave. Uh, it's not to drink, dig for a grave, at least, because that would be kind of fucked up. I also expect if Boba Fett, he was digging his own grave, he'd just say, no. It's one of those things where you might as well be defiant at that point, because if they're just going to kill you, you might as well just be like, no, you fucking dig the hole. Isn't it? Hmm. Oh, he's found a catcher's throat. Yeah, cool. That was quick. 
Yeah, apparently they're really easy to find. That might actually be what they brought the dog for, to actually find them. <laughs> I do like the no hard feelings, though. <laughs> is he missing an arm? Uh, or has he just got it fucking folded in a weird position? Could go either way, actually. I think we've seen him use both, so I think he, I think the kid actually does have both arms. But I could be wrong. That might just—it would have been just maybe a weird angle. That's a fuck you, is it? yeah, yeah. He's got both arms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, if Boba Fett really wanted to, he could get out of this scenario. Yeah. Except, then again, we have been shown that he doesn't have any... He's dehydrated and he has no food. So that's probably one of the things preventing him from just pissing off. Like, we saw him, even in his fucked up state, choke out that dog. Yeah, yeah. After he'd been in the desert for however long without his armor, which he's grown accustomed to. After crawling out of a Sarlacc pit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Covered in bile and sand. Well, stomach acid, but bile is quicker to say. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I don't blame Boba for being pissed here. I'm curious to see how he gains the Tuscan's trust here because again he has to learn the he has to learn that fighting style from somewhere. I heard him say stupid bucka buck. <laughs> <laughs> stupid bucka bucka. <laughs> bucka mitai. Like the Rodian appears to be an escape prisoner already from somewhere else. What with his outfit. What the fuck have he just as he just found? You might find a crate dragon scale or something. Or an entire crate dragon, and we're finding their eggs. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, that crate dragon gets woken up and becomes a dickhead for, from somewhere, and I guess this was it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, but Boba's connected to him. Wait, wait, is it a rancor? We'll find out. I don't think it's a crate dragon. It's a bit too small for a crate dragon. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's too small for a crate dragon. It's a mini gazelle. It's a mini zilla. Jesus Christ! Like, it can't be. Yeah, okay. They can't, they can't show it because I think this is still a PG. Yo, that dog's got some bollocks. Thank you, dog. Very cool. Multi-armed and dangerous. Man, that looks like a fucking monster of the week from a Power Rangers show. That Rodian's dead. I know he's a Tuscan Raider, but that's some fucking bollocks on a child. Yeah, I pull over head off people that wake me up. <laughs> oh, I tell you what it looks like. It looks like one of those fucking shitty claymation monsters from the end of Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an arsehole tour. Oh, yeah, it does have a fucking back legs. Oh, it's just a Goro, but it likes to be fucking on all fours. The Goro tour. Oh, hey, I I remember watching Luke do this cool trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not Luke, Leia even. Yeah, Leia, 
Actually, I don't think Boba saw that. Like, no, sh- just let me have this. <laughs> By the time that happened, he'd been at. <laughs> I mean, Boba wouldn't have seen that anyway because that happened inside the barge, and Boba was always outside dealing with the execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm pretty sure he knows how to strangle somebody. Oh yeah. Clearly, he does because he's just done it. Here's our hero shot for the fucking film uh, episode. Yep. <laughs> Boba wins fatality. Look at how happy that kid is. I mean, he did just not die. And look, I have a trophy. And we've got one less hungry mouth to feed. Cool. Yeah, we didn't bring back the Rodian. He was a bit dead right. Yep, yep. I like how expressive these Tuscans can be, even though they have no faces. <laughs> Don't forget, Anakin slaughtered the men and the women and the children of an entire other village. Yeah, well, that was like 30 years ago. And yet they still tell tales about it around the campfire, of about how a mysterious Jedi slaughtered them all, even the younglings. Flaming sword of daylight. I do like... Came round at night. I do like the, um... Uh, the meme of Obi-Wan uh, revealing to Padme about uh, Anakin slaying the younglings. And Padme just swears, oh, like with the Sand People. And everyone just goes, the what? <laughs> yeah. You killed this creature. Have some water. <laughs> so yeah, I assume this is going to be the beginning of uh, Boba Fett's training montage into why he becomes such an awesome hand-to-hand fighter. Direct- Let's see, is it? Yeah, if John Favreau, does it have a thingy as well? No, it's just Favreau. Fair enough. Two Favreaus. Based on Georg Lucas. Based on Georg... Uh, oh, there you go, Dave Filoni. But he's... Uh, yeah, Filoni, Filoni's an executive. He's, uh, he's taken over for what's-her-name, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, from... Um... Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. By all rights, she didn't really get Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was instrumental in founding Amblin and Lucasfilm, but wasn't as good at Star Wars as uh, people that love it. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't like mocking her because it's it just wasn't her thing. But, you know, by all rights, she did greenlight some questionable product uh, projects, shall we say. But, you know, that's not entirely on her. She's just an executive. She just ticks and crosses things, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I will join the hate bandwagon as far as I can feasibly without being a dick, but like you got to admit, you can't put all of that on the executive producer, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Because a pitch can sound good on paper, and they'll just not be execu- 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 executed well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also like, look at the staff that they had on hand, the writers and the directors. They look like they should be able to do good, J.J. Abrams. Except they're lazy and they went, nah, let's do the original trilogy again, but way worse. Yeah, you had golden geese, but they were just sat on their laurels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to watch two shitty Star Wars films because I was assured they weren't as bad as I heard they were. And yeah, I was like, not convinced when I watched them. Then I got asked if I wanted to watch episode nine when it came out of cinema and I went, uh, no. <laughs> 
Apparently the big beastie was called the Gorkwala Flocks. Sure. Star Wars noun, got ya. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what gender was it, do you think? Um, if it was laying eggs, probably female. We didn't see any eggs. I was just, I was just going to make a joke because you know how some genders sound like made-up Star Wars names. <laughs> yeah. No offence to anyone who identifies as whatever the fuck. You're not hurting no one, so I don't give a shit. Like the water fruit were buried in the same place, so I, I kind of thought they might have been actually its eggs. Yeah, that would track, but I thought they were like little cactus type things. But now that you've said that, that makes way more sense, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the dog tracked the sleeping beastie. Mm-hmm. Because a big beastie That's is... a cute logo. Oh, for fuck, it did that thing again. Oh, well, it's only like a minute left of credit, so that's all we have to talk for. Yep, yep. <laughs> Disney, fix your fucking interface. For fuck's sake, it's making it really hard for us humble podcasters. <laughs> they don't want to make it easy on us. <laughs> yeah, we're stealing money from their hard-earned wallets. And yet, all we actually do is direct people to go and watch the thing legally on the site that we also subscribe to. It's like, literally, hey, do you want to watch the thing again, but with additional commentary? Because I, by no counts, think you should watch something for the first time with us talking bollocks over it. However, after you've ingested and consumed the media, then you should do a rewatch while listening to our humble British tones, because we're wacky! That's the pitch for the show. Wacky English lads, speak bollocks. Well, we already picked a name, so... I don't think we're allowed to have bollocks in our name if we want to be on YouTube. But yeah. Um, we could call it. We could say we talk cobblers. Talk cobblers. Oh, yeah, that's just nonsense. So, Rick, what did you think of the episode? It was a pretty good opening point. There may have been a, a bit more in the past than the present, because the present is obviously the foundations for the future. But the past gives us an insight into how he became the current badass from the previous badass that he used to be. Absolutely. So it's it, it's a weird. We one. know he's a badass with the suit. We've seen him pick up the suit and immediately just gel with it again. Like that was his introduction in the Mandalorian episode. But now we get to see that. Even without the suit and without the fucking hand-to-hand Tuscan training, he's still a fucking legend. Yeah, yeah. When he gets the suit back, he's back to wearing his own skin. I just want to also point out, the fact that we're seeing Boba Fett with mercy is a new concept. At least at least on screen. It absolutely is. So, you can pick any number of Expanded Universe books, but on screen, he's always been this unflappable... Like, if you sent Darth Vader in a spe- specific direction and didn't saddle him down with the rest of the Empire to take care of, that's what he could achieve without the Force. Like, Boba Fett is the pinnacle of scary guy in armor coming directly for you yes i have seen one comic (laughs) where it was a throwaway strip i think it was one of those like bonus ones tacked onto the end of a graphic novel or something where he got he went to a fucking ship that was in the middle of just breaking up into space debris and got this highly fucking annoying to get like homocron holocron thing and it was like fuck's sake cool i got this flies back to his employer who is an ex-imperial officer and he, he hands over the thing and he opens it up he looks at it and it's it's all it is is a picture of his deceased 
wife and he starts crying and breaking into tears and he said I know I promised you blah blah stupid amount of money but I don't have it and then he <laughs> and then he goes off on a spiel on how um, I don't know if you have any compassion within you but I just wanted to see her one last time and blah 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 I have this amount of credits which is about a third of what he offered and like the next panel is literally just fucking Boba Fett putting away his gun that still has a smoking barrel and walking away with the fucking poultry sum <laughs> Boba Fett rarely gets shown with mercy because he's a businessman uh, when he's on the clock he has no mercy the Boba of this episode would have taken that money and a favour do you know what uh, that's actually reminded me of another time I've seen a sign of Boba's mercy in the comics involved a clone trooper yeah 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 a clone trooper had a son okay and the son owed money to a fucking mob boss it wasn't a heart but just as bad and yeah yeah Boba Fett tracked him down took him to thing along the way he realised that uh, this clone trooper this kid was a clone trooper's kid and was just like oh what the fuck this is fucked how does this happen ah. and it also involved a woman he loved which he couldn't have because he's Boba Fett mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't clear it's not really the crux of the story and eventually he hands over this kid to this mob boss and the mob boss is like ha ha blah blah and the mob boss offers him uh, a stupid amount of credits because that Star Wars likes to do this where they throw stupid fucking numbers around and they're meaningless yeah because they're so high it's just like you'd never have to work again if you actually accept this amount of cash and get it but whatever he offers this amount of credits to just walk away to Boba and Boba's like okay that seems like a pretty good deal but he doesn't really want to because he wants to help out the kid for some reason and then he turns to the kid and just goes and just goes what have you got and the kid goes I've got a hundred credits and everyone in the room laughs and Boba just goes a deal and <laughs> fucking wipes out the room <laughs> and takes the kid back back to his house for lack of a better word all for a hundred credits <laughs> Like, as soon as he started saying it, I knew that he was going to just go, deal, or done. It's one of those tropes that you get with mercenaries, where you've always got the morally good option with lower money, but the fact that there's money means that they can use the loophole of, I've accepted this job, so I've got to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's basically Sundere's, but mercenaries. It's like, oh, I don't want to be the good guy, but you're paying me, so I've got (laughs) to... I'm not doing it for the reward or anything. But yeah, I think we've gone long enough without me actually asking you the return question. Oh, it's great. I loved every minute. Yep. (laughs) Again, it's going to be an interesting transition from a Moss Esper ruled by fear to a Moss Esper ruled by respect. However, Boba Fett is proving true to his words and is taking every step towards achieving that goal, starting with the very obvious step of not killing everyone who's on the other team. Yeah. The statement of I intend to rule via respect after already putting it into practice by not executing the Gamorrean. Which immediately paid off. Mm, mm, Absolutely, absolutely. Everyone always wants to just see the other team completely obliterated, but if you go in with that mindset, it's going to be very hard for you to actually win, unless you have overwhelming force, which is a possibility, but you've got to keep up the overwhelming force because the other team doesn't want to die. Yeah. But yeah, I think we've given Boba Fett its fair due with how much we've enjoyed it. So I've got to ask, Rick, do you have a favourite moment? My favourite moment is Boba's hand bursting from the sand. That was pretty good. (laughs) It was just his dominance over the situation just crystallised into a couple of frames. And obviously there was a bit of lead up to it. We saw how he wasn't dead immediately. We saw how he was resourceful. And there weren't even stormtroopers on the Jabba's barge. He's just fed them to it before. (laughs) Well, again, it's one of those weird things with the Sarlacc pit where Jabba relishes in telling the people who are being fed to it that you'll be slowly digested over a thousand years. And it's just like, yeah, but you die before that, so... (laughs) But yeah, that's my moment. What was your favourite moment? Uh, It's a pretty obvious one. I love the... I I can't pronounce their thing. The space orcs doing the save during the group fight. Yeah. (laughs) Simple moment. 
and you could probably see it coming from a mile away. In fact, before they showed up, I was even going like, well, where, where's so-and-so? And it's satisfying to see such decisions pay off, even quite so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, we can't all only sing the praises of the episode as much as we want to. Well, we do have to look at some of the negative things. So to that end, Rick, do you have a weakest moment for me? Well, the weakest link for me is literally a link. It's the little shitheel Rodian who was literally chained to Boba, sounding the alarm and stopping him getting his escape. Like, obviously, it serves a purpose in the narrative in that it keeps him with the tribe and lets him prove himself and lets him ingratiate himself with the tribe. But if it weren't for that little bastard screaming... They could have both been free a lot easier. Yeah, man. Fear makes you do questionable decisions, shall we say. Yeah, a bit of Stockholm Syndrome for the literal desert torturers. Well, the Rodian <laughs> is probably not a native of Tatooine. And again, I, I suspect it was an escaped convict from another uh, place based on the outfit they were wore. But that's just speculation on my part. And I and it's trying to gain privileges by snitching. I don't even think that was it. I think it's literally a case of, in their mind, they would not survive on Tatooine. So their best bet is to just be a good boy and follow every order you're given and hope they don't decide to just randomly kill you. Yeah, you might get water at some point, and even better, you might get meat at some point else. But yeah, how about you? What was your weakest link? I don't know, a lot happened. I know that's a weird weak link to give, but between the flashbacks and the present day stuff, a lot of stuff is going on. Now, of course it is, it's the first episode, they need to set things in motion. Yeah, a lot of threads to follow and weave. It was a lot to digest, shall we say. This is not a casual, casual watch. I will add to this as well, I'm not super keen on the fact that he's shown to need the back to tank lot so he always needs to be able to be within a stone's throw of Tatooine at this point. I don't think that's going to be a problem by episode 3. I think they're showing that he's still... Well, case in point last time we saw him he still had the scarring in the Mandalorian and now he doesn't so I think it's actually just residual healing for the accumulated injuries and I think by episode 3 or 4 he's probably not going to be sent to it too often. If I'm wrong I apologise but I can only hope that that's the case. I also think they're using the back to tank as a convenient tool to switch the flashback yeah, fair enough. So once he's learned the, the skills that he had to have learned before his Mandalorian appearance, they're probably going to stop sending him there because he doesn't need the flashbacks no more. And make it so the costume department don't need to give him prosthetics no more. <laughs> Dude, I can totally respect that because that shit's hard. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think they did that with Kylo Ren as well. They gave him prosthetics and then they just gave him more advanced prosthetics so they didn't have to put as much makeup on him. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we come to the ultimate final question of every episode. Rick, you know what it's going to be, but I'll ask it anyway. Who's your MVP? Well, his name's on the title card. His face is on everything. I'm going to go with Temwera Morrison himself, Boba Fett. Yes. <laughs> Do I even need to ask the question back? <laughs> So, who, indeed, was your MVP? By all rights, it should go to Boba Fett and the actor and everything about it. However, I think we have a slightly more important person to thank. I'm giving it to Jon Favreau. Okay, okay. I'll respect that. Everything Jon Favreau seems to do turns to gold. Yeah. He brought us the Mandalorian, and he seems to be the main directive head of the Boba Fett. It's a spin-off, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the dude deserves all the credit in the world, so I'm going to give him the actual MVP award for this, and I hope he continues to be put in charge of projects he clearly cares about. Yeah, because Favreau Filoni have just proven to be a very strong team, and I'm happy for them to continue that. I believe the reason why Favreau's in charge of this is I think Filoni's in charge of the Ahsoka spin-off. Okay. That would make sense, because, you know, Filoni fucking handcrafted Clone Wars. If you were looking at my screen right now, you'd tell exactly how excited I was for the Ahsoka spin-off, because my icon on Disney Plus is Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> 
my icon's one of the fucking parrots from the three uh, caballeros. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that just means the three guys. Something like that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved that fucking film so much as a child. It was the first thing I watched when I got Disney+. Plus. It actually aged, <laughs> yeah. ages okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, sorry, gushing about a random thing aside, we should probably wrap up, shouldn't we? Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> so, to that end, I want to reiterate our announcements at the beginning. Retrospective is going to be changing to a live stream format. Contrary to what Rick said, because I didn't want to interrupt his flow, it won't really affect the recorded version quite so much. It's going to be uploaded slightly later in the day because, you know, we can't immediately... Fuck, my voice is going weird. <laughs> you need time to convert it into a MP3. Absolutely, absolutely. So, it's still going to go up on a Friday, it just won't go up at 11, uh, 8 o'clock in the morning and we haven't got any plans set in stone because we haven't actually discussed it too much and we've got a couple of weeks yet to actually finalise it but um, we're probably going to be live streaming at 11 o'clock on a Friday uh, GMT yep barring dying this happens so I just wanted to react at that point I also want to remind you that later on today when this goes up we're going to be live streaming our very first gaming episode where we play a game and I was just going to say I was going to be vague about it but by the time this goes out the intro video will be out so you'll know what it's going to be we're doing our Pokemon Nuzlocke yeah two player Nuzlocke no one a soul link and we were both inspired to do it by Jaden Animations <laughs> yes 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 that's piggyback off that much bigger and more popular YouTube channel well there's no point in not nodding to the bigger and more popular person that actually inspired us to do the thing I'm not knocking it I'm just mocking it <laughs> <laughs> not knocking only mocking but yes review is going to be unaffected as we said same with non-stop but retro is going to have a bit of a change and it basically just means we're pump pumping more content into the ether of the world so it's, it's only a positive in my opinion now that that's been reiterated Let's wind down and say farewell to our jolly viewers, shall we? So, if you enjoy what you've seen, please leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening via one of our many audible platforms, feel free to send us an email. Now, where would they send said email to? NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com Once again, that's NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com If you made it this far, of course, as always, you are our favourite people. Bye, guys. Bye.